Hello, everybody. Welcome to the MTG Place Podcast. I am your host, Corey, and with me, as always, is James. How's it going, James? Hello, everybody. Doing good here. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, it was nice. Uh, for once, I uh, I had one day where I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> well, there you go. You have to relax. Which is pretty good. Yeah. And then it was spooky day yesterday, so that was fun. Yeah, Halloween. Did you dress up at all? Uh, we were, I was going to, but by the time I like, I was, I went to like Emily's place to do it and it was too late by that point. So everyone was like gone. So we just ended up watching Blair Witch and just kind of hung out. So that was fun. Yeah. I ended up just yeah. hanging out too. So ate some candy. Yeah. Eat the candy. <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> who needs, who needs to give candy to kids? Yep. <laughs> this is my candy. <laughs> right. So uh, let's see. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Unfinity. But uh, before we get into that, we want to roll through a couple of sponsors here. Uh, first off, we got Zencaster. Zencaster is an all in one podcast production suite that gives you studio quality audio and video without needing all the technical know how. Records each guest locally, then uploads the crystal clear audio and video right from the suite so you have high quality raw materials to work with. Um, and if you want a 30% off coupon code, for a, to sign up for pro to try it out yourself. It's send.ai slash the MTG place. When you do, it helps support us. So uh, thank you if you do use that. Uh, we use it for our podcast as well. Yeah, it works really well too. Like it's very nice and very easy. Yep. Um, second way you can uh, help support us if you want is we have a TCG player affiliate link which you can find in the show notes of every episode and on the mtgplace.net, which is our website. We have a link to our Patreon there, our YouTube channel. All of our podcast episodes are on there, and our links to uh, TCG Player are on there. Yes. And then, as I mentioned, the last way you can support us is the Patreon. Um, you can sign up for as little as a dollar a month, uh, and it helps us it helps support us a lot. It help, keeps us going to make content because it is very time-consuming. It takes a lot to make these videos. Um and we like doing just them. going through some of the sets takes time so yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we really appreciate any support at all uh it helps a lot yeah and uh in celebration of we've been doing this for over a year now uh doing this podcast we're doing from now till the end of the year if you sign up at any level of patreon we're going to mail you a signed basic land card in the mail so uh yeah. if you want a signed card from us uh, you can sign up and get that there's also a lot of other cool perks. You can get merch, depending on what level you sign up. You can play Commander games with us, do whatever. Uh, lots of cool stuff. I post my, if I do good in Magic Arena, I post my deck lists in there so you know what I'm drafting uh, for each set. Uh, which I've had a lot of fun drafting Dominaria. We drafted Dominaria not that long ago. Uh, good stuff. You do? We both were one, two and two and one. Mm-hmm. We both drafted Dominaria. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, wasn't bad. Was a was a good time. Yeah, so Infinity is kind of a small set of what's actually legal here. Um, I and just you, rares. Yeah, and so we're just going to do rares and mythics. Um, if you don't know, uh, it's an unset, but they printed all the cards black bordered. So if it has an acorn on the bottom on the stamp, so where the hollow stamp would be, if it has an acorn there, it's not legal. 
in any format other than like draft of infinity. Yep. Um, if it has the regular security stamp, you can play it in commander legacy vintage. So we're going to talk about the 32 cards you're allowed to play in commander legacy vintage. Um, so, uh, James, you want to start us off with the first one. All right. So, uh, as we've done before, uh, we'll go in the Wooberg order. Um, so we are starting with our one and only white card, it appears, uh, which is Starlight Spectacular. Uh, it is two white-white for an enchantment, and it has Parade, uh, which is at the beginning of combat. On your turn, choose creatures you control one at a time until each creature you control has been chosen. Each of those creatures gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature chosen before it. Um so the first one gets plus zero plus zero, and then it goes up from there. <clears throat> well, they all get plus one plus one. Oh wait, for each one until end of turn for each one chosen before it. Okay, so you choose mm-hmm. one, it gets plus zero. Then the next one's going to get plus one. Then plus... so if you have a lot of creatures, this can stack up, but it's yes, only once a turn. Quick. Yeah, but you know, so you have to last like eight turns before you're getting plus seven plus seven, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that would be like turn twelve. So this might be okay, Commander. It's slow. Um, but yeah, and the token deck, you know, it, it, it might it might be good. Yeah, or if you have a way to double combat triggers or something, or just oh, yeah. like static triggers, marshals one of those. Yeah, yeah, one of those type of things that doubles the combat triggers. There's also um, those artifacts that let you copy triggers on the stack. Yeah, uh, that could make it go up faster. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our white card. <laughs> Not yes. much to go with there. <laughs> so on to blue here. We got exchange of words. It's one blue blue for an enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, you choose target creatures. For as long as exchange of words remains in the battlefield, exchange the text boxes of those creatures. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I got a vanilla 3-3 and you got like a Traxa. I'm going to take all of your keywords and you're going to get a vanilla ability. <laughs> But that's, you're still going to be a 4-4, four four and I'm going to be a 3-3. Three three. That's silly. <laughs> well, there's that's a bit. really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's legal because it just changes it. It's like, all right. I can't, oh, my God. That's that's actually awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to deal with their pain-in-the-ass card. Just steal its words. Like, yep. okay. <laughs> no more infect on your blade steel. I have infect on my Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. Uh, all right. Next, we have uh, Vidalkin Squirrel Whacker. Uh, it is three and a blue for a star star Vidalkin guest creature. As Vidalkin Squirrel Whacker enters the battlefield, roll a six sided die twice. Its base power becomes the first result, and its base toughness becomes the second result. If you would roll one or more six-sided dice, instead roll them and you may exchange one result with Vidalkin Squirrel Whacker's base power or base toughness. Interesting. So okay. you roll it, and the best you can get is a 6-6 six, six for four. Yep. And if which you roll is, dice again, okay. you can change it out if you want. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess there are things that make you roll dice, so it's not like a... Yeah, there is a roll dice deck. The D and D set added a whole bunch, so you don't think to buy this yeah. with the D and D set, probably. Yeah, like four for a six six, sure, that's pretty good. Four for a one one, not so good. 
Yeah, and your average <laughs> so, is going to be three. So average is going to be like yeah, a four for a three, three, or a four yeah. three or something. So, yeah, depends on it's how lucky okay. you get, I guess. Not great. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. If you're playing a rolled dice deck, you probably play it just because you have another card that rolls dice. Yeah. Uh, now on to black here. We got black hole. Three and a black. Destroy target creature and up to X other target creatures or X's number of attractions you visited this turn. So, so. attractions matter, I guess? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you have a lot of attractions out, to get them out, you have to play cards that say open an attraction and you have an attraction deck of 10 cards and constructed three in draft. And you open an attraction, it comes on the battlefield, it's like an artifact. And then you, on the, if you have one out every combat, you roll a die. I think it's, or maybe it's pre-combat main phase. You roll a die, and if the die matches the numbers lit up on the attraction, then you do the effect on that attraction. Oh, that's interesting. So okay. It's like an artifact that you have to hit a certain number to activate its effect. Nice. Yeah. But either way, four to blow up a creature, possibly two. I feel like unless you build your deck around attractions, it's going to be like two at the most. Yeah. That's kind of whatever. <laughs> I mean, four for one is still decent. Like, cause yeah. it blows up anything. But if you build it around attraction and get two, that's really good. If that's you get, good. If you yeah. can get three or more, it's fantastic. That's like bonkers at that yeah. point. For that cost, yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, next up we have Lifetime quote-unquote lifetime <laughs> pass holder uh it's one black for a 2-1 zombie guest creature lifetime pass holder enters the battlefield tapped when lifetime pass holder dies open an attraction whenever you roll to visit your attractions if you roll a six you may return lifetime pass holder from your graveyard to the battlefield yeah so if you're lucky he comes that, back <laughs> yeah and here's one that when he dies you put an attraction in play and then every round, when you roll for your attraction, now that you have in play, you can bring them back. Yep, and then you can get more. So and you only cost one, so that's pretty good. Yeah, that's cheap. That's really cheap. One for a two one that can come back. Not bad at all. Uh, next up, we got probably one of the best cards in the uh, set. Uh, it's saw in half. It's two and a black for an instant. Destroy target creature. That creature dies this way. Its controller creates two tokens that are copies of that creature, except their base power is half its power, and its toughness is half that creature uh, rounded up. So basically, you blow something up, and then like so, if you blow up a six-six, it becomes two three-threes. So it's really good yeah. if you uh, like blow up your own worm coil or something. Oh my god, this with worm coil! Oh. <laughs> it's like oh, I get oh, two three-threes, and there's another two three-threes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that would be really good. You get two three threes of worm coil with that effect, and then two three threes. Like... And then you just get the three threes again. <laughs> yeah, so like there's some weird wacky combos with this. It's also good if someone just swings at you with a big thing. You just make it two small things. Yeah. Like, All right, it's like, oh, I got like a 15 15. Like, okay, well, I get now like. You got a seven eight, seven. Seven sevens. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, like that's pretty good. <laughs> For three, that's pretty yep, good. It's an instant. Buzz up a creature. Yeah. Like that's that's nice. All right. Uh well on to our one and only green card here. Uh Centaur of Attention. Uh it is three green green for a three three centaur performer creature. Uh when Centaur of Attra- uh Centaur of Attention enters the battlefield, roll five six sided dice and store those results on it. At the beginning of combat on your turn. 
you may reroll any number of centaur of attention stored results. Centaur of Ascension gets plus X plus X, where X is the greatest number of stored results on it of the same value. Okay, so you gotta like Yahtzee it. Yeah, so if you get like two three threes, you get plus three plus three. If you have two sixes, mm-hmm. you get plus six plus six. Yeah. Yep. So you just gotta yeah. have the most of the highest number, basically. So you need at least a pair of sixes, right? Yeah. It's at least a pair. Of stuff, but not a pair of something else, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got to be the it highest be number highest. of. So you need one pair and no, and all the rest to be different, or yeah. like three of a kind, or Yahtzee or something. Right. It's interesting because you can just keep rerolling them if you have stuff that needs to roll dice for effects. Like whenever yeah. you roll this a dice is effect, a really good card for, that. really good card for a dice dice deck for sure. But it seems pretty easy to me. Like in a turn or two, you're probably gonna make this a nine nine, right? So five for a nine nine, would you play that? Yeah, I think pretty so. Good. Yeah, there. That's a pretty good static card. So yeah, I'd play that. So it's a decent yeah. card, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got Captain Rex Nebula. It is one red and a white for a two two legendary creature, human pl- pilot employee. At the beginning of combat on your turn, target non-land permanent you control becomes a vehicle until end of turn. Its base power and toughness are each equal to its mana value. It has crew two and crash land whenever this vehicle deals damage. Roll a six-sided die. If the result is equal to the vehicle's mana value, it deals that much damage to any target, then sacrifice this vehicle. So oh, make God. artifacts vehicles and then you swing into them. And then if you roll a dice and if you get lucky enough, it blows up as well. That's pretty sick. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Um, we interesting. Got... I don't know how good yeah. it is, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, you well, obviously I... wouldn't want to use it on anything that has a man of any more than seven. I mean, well, I guess no. you could swing with a seven, seven, but yeah, but more than six. I mean, but like. It's okay. I mean, it's late game. You can turn your mana rocks into stuff. Yeah. Yes. He's like, I don't need these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, next, uh, let's see. We have Space Bellerin. <laughs> um, so that's a play on words, obviously. Uh, two white blue for legendary Planeswalker Jace. Um, and then he had, uh, he comes into play with three loyalty counters and then we have space, he has space sculptor, which is, um, space Bellerin divides the battlefield into alpha, beta, and gamma sectors. If a creature isn't assigned to a sector, it's controller assigns it to one opponents assigned first. Uh, so then he has plus one creatures in each sector can be blocked this turn only by creatures in the same sector, and then minus one, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature in the sector of your choice, and then minus five, destroy all creatures in the sector of your choice. Yeah, so you That's interesting. are going to divide everything. Everyone's going to divide everything up into three sections of the game. It's played in sections now, basically. Sections. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I haven't played <laughs> with this, so I don't know how good that is, but I mean, it seems like in two turns you could basically blow up a third of the creatures on the board. So yeah. I feel like it would not take long. 
It's definitely not bad. Uh, next up, we got Magar of the Magic Strings. It is one black and a red for a legendary creature, Minotaur Performer. It's a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, it has pay one black red, note the name of target instant or sorcery card in your graveyard, and put it onto the battlefield face down. It's a 3-3 three, three with whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, you may create a copy of the card with the noted name. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. If this creature would leave the battlefield, exile it instead of putting it anywhere else. That's good. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> like, okay, let me swing to the three threes that uh, can then copy instants and sorceries in my graveyard. Yeah, that's sick. Or just turning my instant sorceries into three threes is good. Yep, yep. Yeah, especially if you have a spells matter deck, this I think would work. Rakdos is pretty good for that, I feel. Because, yeah. you know, blow shit up slash, you know, just deal damage to shit. You know, red, that's red and black. So, yeah. You can just you can totally have that built around this, and then just oh oh now I got creatures because yep. <laughs> I because I wanna yeah that seems fun I feel like that could be a fun deck to run. Uh, next up we got Mira the Magnificent. Um, let's see, it is two blue red for a two four human performer legendary creature. It has whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell from your hand, open an attraction. And then it has pay X and tap it. Exile target instant or sorcery card with mana value X from your graveyard and choose an attraction you control that doesn't have a midway counter on it. Put a midway counter on it. Whenever you visit that attraction, copy the exiled card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So it's kind of like an Isochron in a way. Yeah, kind of. That's interesting. Yeah. But again, it's an attractions deck. Yep. Yep. Again, attractions matter. Uh, next, next up, we got uh, the most dangerous gamer. It's uh, two black and a green for a 2 2 legendary creature, human gamer guest with death touch. Uh, when it enters the battlefield or an attack, so you get to open an attraction. So you can keep attacking and get a bunch of them on here. That's a lot of triggers. And whenever you open an attraction, put a plus one, plus one counter on the most dangerous gamer. And whenever you claim the prize of an attraction, destroy target permanent. This seems freaking busted. This seems really good. <laughs> this will deal some big damage. And then also, if you have a deck that relies on attractions, this is like your engine right here. Like, that's right. a lot of triggers to do it. Yeah, you could do five color attractions <laughs> with all the infinity mm -hmm. cards. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that God, it's not it's not even that expensive. It's only four. Like, that's I know, pretty, it seems really good. That's pretty good to me. Yeah, blowing stuff up, getting bigger. Like, yeah, getting artifacts off you on the field. Like, yeah, and it's got death touch. I mean, yeah, it seems pretty good. <clears throat> oh, this is interesting. Okay. Next up, uh oh my god. If it would load, holy crap. <laughs> Resolution, please. Uh whatever. We're just have to do this the hard way, I guess. Uh zoom in. Zoom in. 
Uh, we got Comet Stellar Pup. It is two red white for uh, a legendary planeswalker Comet. Uh, he comes into play with five loyalty counters. Um, he has one ability. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Roll a six-sided die. So this is Chance the Planeswalker. Uh, one or two. Uh, Plus two. God, that's so small. <laughs> I gotta like get close to read this. Plus two, uh, so he gets two uh, counters. Then create two one-one green squirrel creature tokens. They gain haste until end of turn. If you roll a three, he gets minus one. Then return a card with a mana value two or less from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, if you roll a four or a five, Comet Stiller Pup deals damage equal to the number of loyalty counters on him to a creature or player, then subtract two from him. And then if you roll a six, add a, a loyalty counter, and you may activate Comet Stiller Pup's loyalty ability two more times this turn. Yes, it, all those effects seem good. Yeah, they're really pretty decent. It's just, it's just how much you kill them. (laughs) Because if you keep getting ones or twos, it's like, well, I get two squirrels that can swing. Yeah, and you get get plus two. Four or five, you're dealing damage to something. And six is the, like, sweetness. Six is just nuts. Like, especially (laughs) first turn you play them, get a six. All right, I'm going to go up to six and then go two more times. Yeah. This Especially is, if you roll a six again, like so you get another two times. <laughs> imagine, imagine playing this in a deck that allows you to to add more, or add like more loyalty counters to planeswalkers and like use their abilities more than once. Because isn't that a thing? Yes, it is a thing. That? Yep, yep. And it's like, like oh, I'm, I'm going to do it again. There's an artifact that does that. Yeah. Like you roll a six and then you get to use his ability again after using it like twice. Yep. <laughs> And gosh, gosh forbid you have that card out that lets you re-roll dice, so if you don't like the result, you can just oh, re-roll God. it. Like, this seems was, really good in a dice-rolling deck. That wasn't a six. <laughs> Let's try yeah. again. Oh, yeah. man. Or like, oh, I got tokens? I don't need tokens. Or like, oh, I got damage? I don't need damage. Like, exactly. So. Yeah. This cool. seems really fun. This is just a good, like, a fun card for, like, a chance deck, you know? Yeah. For sure. Uh, next up, we got the Celebr 8000. <laughs> okay. Five mana for a 3-3 artifact creature clown robot. Uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn, roll two six-sided dice. For each result of one, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. For each other result, it gains the indicated ability until end of turn. If you roll doubles, it also gains double strike until end of turn. Oh, so nice. A two gives you menace, a three gives you vigilance, a four lifelink, a five flying, and six indestructible. Okay, that's really fun. So if you roll two ones, you get plus two, plus two, and double strike. And double strike. If you roll a one and a two, you get one, one, and menace. It, like, so, you know, it's going to get two keywords, or at the worst, plus two, plus two, and double strike. So, which is still pretty good. You still get a keyword, and you get, you're going to get a, one keyword, or and double strike because if you roll double strike, you can get two keywords. So you're always going to get at least one one and a keyword. But, you know, or the best is two keywords, or 
you know, yeah. two keyword or one keyword. And God, imagine two sixes, fucking indestructible double strike. <laughs> or even just getting like five and four, like, oh, and I have a three, three flying lifelink. That's really good. Yeah. Like, but let's see, the most common role is seven, right? So vigilance lifelink yeah. three, three for five. Would you play that? Vigilance card? lifelink. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, that's pretty I good. I think so. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty good. Especially in the dice rolling. Seems deck. fun. Yeah, these yeah, dice rolling decks are honestly better. really interesting. Liking it. Uh next up we have <laughs> Clown Car. <laughs> Sounds like the car that I drive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I drive a Toyota Yaris, so yeah, it's it's literally a clown car. <laughs> um, it, it costs X for a one-one vehicle. It's an uh, artifact. It's a vehicle. Uh, when clown car enters the battlefield, roll X six-sided dice. For each odd result, create a one-one white clown robot artifact creature token. For each even result, put a plus one plus one counter on clown car. He has crew two. So that seems really good, right? does seem really good because like only worse, two so like if you play this for one it's one for a one one you get either a one well it's either one for a two two or one for two one ones yeah like and even that's good that's pretty decent and then it just goes up from there yeah and it goes up from there the yeah. more you pay on it so if yeah, you put so like six into just, this thing you're probably gonna just, get three one ones and a four four it like just goes and then you can use the one ones to crew it. Like it just gets exponentially bigger. Like it seems really good. You don't have to put much into like this. It's, yeah, good. it's Value City. I think. Yeah, that's definitely Value City. All right, that's it for the uh, regular cards. It looks like. Um, looks like we got some attractions now that we can look at. Yeah. So again, how attractions work is. <laughs> When it says open an attraction, you have your attraction deck of 10 cards. They have to be singletons. You can't have duplicates. And you flip the attraction over, and it's like an artifact on your board. And then at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you roll the die, a six-sided die, and you get the the visit effect if you hit the numbers lit up. So this first one here is the Ferris wheel. It's an attraction with the four, five, and six lit up. So if you roll four, five, or six, you get this. And it's choose target creature that hasn't been phased out with Ferris Wheel. That creature phases out until you roll a three or less when rolling to visit your attractions. So you can phase stuff out until you don't get a, a four, five, or six. So, so you just use your opponent's creatures so they just all disappear? <laughs> they disappear until you miss the effect. So if you until keep you miss four, at five, least. So yeah. you have 50% chance you keep rolling four, five, or sixes. You're going to be phasing stuff out until you hit a one, two, or three. So, like, you know, best case, you hit all their dues before you hit it. But, you know, worst mm-hmm. case is you get one thing and then it comes back. But at least right. you phase it out for a turn. Yeah, just do it to their, like, most biggest creature or something like that. Right. And then you don't care. <laughs> so it's not so, bad. Yeah. Nice removal. Or I guess you can do it to your own stuff, too, to protect it either way. But Yep. Yeah, you could do it to your own thing and there's board wipe or something. Yeah, oh yeah, that, that works great. Uh, next up we have Hall of Mirrors. Um, so this is an attraction that has the two and the six lit up. 
Uh, so when you visit it, choose target creature you control. Each other creature you control becomes a copy of that creature until end of turn. Except it isn't legendary if the chosen creature is legendary. So this is really good. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to make all my dudes. I'm just going to copy. Elish Nord or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> exactly. I would love to have five copies of Elish Nord. Thank you. All my tokens are Elish Nord. <laughs> So all my stuff is like plus 10, plus 10, and all of your stuff is minus 10, minus 10. Have fun. Yep. <laughs> that seems cool. really good. That's why they made it only two chances to get Yeah, it that's really hard good. to hit. But if you hit it, oh, baby. <laughs> also, like if you have another attraction out that's not two or six, then it's like, okay, well, then I get the other effect. So Exactly, like the Ferris wheel. That's most of the other ones. Yep. Uh, next up, we got the Haunted House attraction. Uh, it's at the three and the six lit up. And when you visit it, you return to a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste and exile at the beginning of the next end step. So it's literally an earth on a creature. It's pretty cool. Yep. That's pretty sweet. Awesome. Nice and quick and dirty uh, bring back. Yep. Uh, next up is the Merry-Go-Round. Uh, this is another attraction with a two and the six lit up. Uh, when you visit it, creatures you control with power two or less gain horsemanship. Oh, God, that's old. <laughs> Until end of turn. Which um, is so those blocked are... except by horsemanship. So majority of the time, this is going to be unblockable. 99% of the time, it's going to yeah. be unblockable. Oh, unless you're, you're playing commander and someone plays that same queen that gives everything horsemanship. When's the last time horsemanship's been in the game? That's I like, lost like, to it. I lost to it like a couple weeks ago. That's from like f- what fourth edition, third edition, like yeah, it's a really long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's a really old shit. keyword. I think it's legends or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's probably what it is. Yeah, like oh my, that's like banding. Who the fuck sees banding anymore? <laughs> <laughs> but horsemanship's more understandable than banding. Banding is whack. Banding's weird. Yeah. So <laughs> don't don't look into it. You don't need to worry about it. <laughs> but so this is basically swing with all your tokens, right? Unblockable. Oh, totally. Yeah. Just your yeah. shit's unblockable. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Storybook Ride or Storybook Ride. It's got the two, five, and six lit up. It's an attraction. When you visit it, exile the top X cards of your library where X is the number of attractions you visited this turn. You may play those cards this turn. At the beginning of the next end step, if any of those cards remain exiled, put them on the bottom of your library in any order. So that's good. So if you hit yeah. this and other ones, you're going to get multiple look at. Otherwise, the worst case, you get one. Yeah. And you can play it. It's like an extra card draw. And if you don't play it, it doesn't yeah. matter because it goes to the bottom of your deck. It's not like it sits in exile like normal. And then you feel like, pop off it's like a genesis wave basically which is sick <laughs> i mean you still have to pay the mana for it but like it's, still oh, good. Okay, it's like yeah. a card draw it's like free yeah. card draw so card draw is good for sure always good to draw cards uh next up we got the swinging ship um it's an attraction with the two and the six lit up uh, when you visit it after the first combat phase this turn there's an additional combat phase at the beginning of that combat, untap all creatures that attack this turn. Oh my god! Yeah, so just let's just that's get another good. Combat. Let's just attack again. It seems really good. 
Let's just swing and swing and then untap all of my shit like I did an attack. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's nice. That's why that's only two and six. Yep. Uh, and the last uh, one we got on here is Tunnel of Love. It's an artifact attraction with the two and the six as well. Uh, when you visit it, you choose an opponent. They choose a creature they control. Then you choose a creature you control. You may exile the chosen creatures. If you do, return them to the battlefield under their owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. Otherwise, those creatures fight each other. <laughs> oh, nice. So you can flicker them or you can have them fight. So whichever is more beneficial to you. So does the date go well or not well? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty great. <clears throat> love, I love that flavor. Uh, so those are cool. Uh, those are all of the rare attractions. I'm guessing there's plenty of other ones that are not rare. Um, but yeah, there's probably uncommon and common ones. Because that was only like, 10. what, seven, and it's got to be a deck of ten. So, yeah, there's clearly more. Uh, but that's what we got here. Uh, and then it looks like we have some absolutely sick reprints of the Shocklands. Yeah, we um, got the, they're called the Space shock lands that are freaking awesome so there's... those are these are amazing i want these that godless shrine oh mm, that that's top tier yeah and for those of you that don't know the shock lands are like dual lands that when you they enter you can pay two life to have it not enter tapped otherwise they yep. tapped. yep so of course it's hollowed fountain which is blue white watery grave which is blue black blood crypt which is black red stamping ground which is red green Temple Garden, which is green-white. Godless Shrine, which is white-black. Steam Vans, which is blue-red. Overgrown Tomb, which is black-green. Sacred Foundry, which is red-white. And finally, Breeding Pool, which is blue-green-blue. Uh, yeah, I think is, the, the Godless Shrine looks freaking sick. Oh, yeah, that Eclipse. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Temple Garden also looks really sick. Like Very Grave does. They all look really cool. These, these are amazing. Like, Oh, I got it. The worst one to me is Stomping Ground just because it looks a little bit fakey to me. Yeah. But, but they all are really cool. Like, it these, are, these, are these, are, be, these are, I'm pretty sure, going for way more than the regular. These are going to be so expensive. But, oh, I want them so bad. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, like Steam Vents is going for $40. Not surprising. Yeah. That watery grave is so cool. I love that sky. Oh. The Godless Shrine is going for 30 So it looks like they're going to be like 30 40 bucks probably. Um, I'd probably pre-order them because they're probably going to go up. Well, they're already out now. Like, Infinity's out. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, still. They're, they're, still <laughs> they're still probably going to go up either way. Uh, yeah, I think so for sure. So definitely get them like, like, the old shocks have been reprinted enough, that they, but they still stick around like 10 bucks. Yeah. So, and I don't think they're going to reprint these arts of it. So these arts are probably going to retain the value. If you play commander or modern at all, you want shocklands. Yep. So, uh, yeah, and yeah, these are these are awesome. I yeah, and I I guarantee you, like, it, it's like with all the unsets, like the lands just always are expensive. Like the yeah, the basic lands, lands the basic thick. lands are really cool too. The unglued lands, like I'm not a fan of the unglued lands, but some people really are. And even the what was what was the one after unhinged that was really cool too? Unstable, that's what it was. Unglued and then unstable. Yeah, unstable. Those lands were amazing. So uh, yeah, I'd say uh, definitely get on board and get these while they're cheap because they're probably not gonna be. They're gonna they're gonna go up. They always do. 
definitely a good investment. Do yourself a favor. Well, that's it. That's that was a nice and quick uh, set review. Yeah, uh, as always, guys, let us know what you think your uh, cool what the coolest card of Infinity is. Uh, we'll probably be back next with Brothers War. We also want to do a question and answer uh, show for our um, anniversary show that we're behind on doing, but for celebrating one year. Uh, so <laughs> if you have any questions you want us to answer on the podcast, give us an uh, email at mtgplace at gmail.com. Sweet. All right. Uh, have a good one. Thanks for uh, thanks so much for watching, and we always uh, appreciate your support.